Hi guys, welcome back to Let's Go on an Adventure. I know it's been a minute and I know I had every plan of having at least one or two up in the last couple weeks. Unfortunately, time has not been on my side and it just was not able to happen. This last couple weeks have been pretty crazy between work, between um, just visitors and whatnot. My boyfriend came into town for a week to spend my birthday with me because my birthday was on the 19th of March. And so most of my time was taken up by that. And then work got really, really crazy this last week. Like it's not even funny. And as you can hear, I'm not exactly 100% myself health wise because the weather here has been absolutely topsy-turvy and my body cannot seem to handle it, it would seem. So, but I am here. I am doing my best guys to try to get at least um, a podcast out every two weeks. With the way my work schedule has been going, I've been working more than normal. Um, I might have to drop it to at least one a month. I will try to get as many as possible out, guys. Um, but that might be what starts happening. And for that, I sincerely apologize. I'm not going to say that's what's going to happen right now. I'm going to say that I'm going to continue to do my best and try to make these podcasts happen. When I started this podcast, I was in a different career path where I had way more time than I should for the career that I was in and for the management position I was in. And um, that changed uh, last year in the fall where I actually got a job where I could do my job 100% and where I do have managerial position where I have the actual job where that is my job I'm managing people I am taking care of everything and I am always doing something <laughs> day off is almost non-existent which don't get me wrong I love I love getting the hours I love getting the pay uh it just kind of stops the things that I truly enjoy like reading I have hundreds of books that I want to read and share with all of you and I do mean hundreds um and I just I have not been able to have the time so I'm going to try to reschedule my time construct so that way I can I can do this because to be honest if I could choose any thing I could do on a constant it would be this I would rather make this a career and my job um more than just a hobby and it's going to take some time to get there because right now obviously I'm not charging for my podcasts um and I don't fully want to I want people to actually enjoy the books and everything but when I can get to that point I would like to do that but without further ado, um, I want to thank you all who have been sticking around, who have truly been um, there for this podcast. You guys have been great. You truly have. We've been doing this for about a year now. A year, guys. That's pretty awesome. Um, for those of you who've stuck around this whole time, for my new uh, listeners from Austria and Canada and the United States, thank you for tuning in. Um, it's been crazy. And for that, I apologize. Uh, but I'm going to do my best to try to catch up. So today, I actually have a really different one that I want to share with you guys that I find really cool and is kind of near and dear to my heart. And the reason why I say this is near and dear to my heart is because it is from a franchise that has been around for a long time. This book is actually not, is it's a book, but it's more of a graphic novel. And for those of you who don't know the difference between a graphic novel and a comic book, graphic novel is by far way longer. Um, it is set up very similar to a comic book in the aspect there's a lot of illustrations with the words and such like that. Very much comic book-esque. It's just 
about, I don't know, 50 times longer. <laughs> a comic book is usually about 10, 20 pages illustrated and everything like that, whereas a graphic no novel is a novel. It is a small novel, novel of about 150, 200 pages, sometimes more, that's full of illustrations. And this graphic novel is called The Last Ronin. Now, some of you might already know where I'm going with this and might be excited for what I'm about to say um, or where this is from. But this is actually from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles comics. Now, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles have been around for a long time. And for those of you who truly know, the Ninja Turtles actually started as comic books before it became into the cartoons, the TV series, the movies, everything that we know and love. And the comics were truly dark. Uh, the Ninja Turtles were heroes, yes, and um, vigilantes, but they were also essentially anti-heroes. And for those of you who don't know the difference between a hero and an anti-hero, um, an anti-hero is one who is not against killing. They are very much for what's right. They're, they're morally gray characters, if you will. Whereas a hero is like, you know, Superman or Batman, eh. <laughs> Or like Iron Man, where they just want to do what's right and they want to put the person behind bars. Anti-heroes are the ones that are like Deadpool, the Punisher. They have no problem with shedding blood to exact revenge or to uh, get justice for those who have been killed, murdered, or um, kidnapped, anything like that. That is the difference between a anti-hero and a hero. Now, the reason why I say this is near and dear to me is because I grew up with the Ninja Turtles. They were one of my favorite things. I didn't grow up with the comics. The comics has been more of a newer thing that I've been delving into. But I grew up with the 90s, you know, funny movies where they were very surfer-like. They were funny. Uh, they were the people that you wanted to hang out with kind of thing. And... I grew up with the rest of the movies and the TV shows, the cartoons and everything that came with it. I truly, really enjoyed the newer live action ones that happened in like 2012, 2015-ish um, that had Megan Fox. I actually really liked those. I thought they were done very well uh, until the last one where they brought in way too many villains and they essentially, you know, Dixie chicked themselves and uh, ruined the franchise, if you will. Now Seth Rogen is coming out with like a cartoonish movie and uh, eh. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. The Last Ronin is by many people. When it comes to graphic novels, there's a lot of people who are involved. And yes, I do have the book in front of me. So if you hear turning pages, that's because it's right here. Um, the actual story is by Kevin Eastman, Peter Layard, and Tom Waltz. Um, it was scripted by Kevin Eastman and Tom Waltz. And then you have your pencil and ink by a few other people as well. You have... Um, uh, Mr. Escorza, I don't know how to say your first name, I apologize. Isaac Escorza, Ben Bishop, and Kevin Eastman. And then the layouts are by Kevin Eastman. So he has had a lot of hand in all of this. Um, colors by Luis Antonio Delgado. Uh, the uh, color assistants by Samuel Plata, uh, Rhonda Pattinson. The letters and design by Sean Lee. Cover art by uh, Isaac. And I want to say his name is Sua Escorza. And the cover colors are by Luis Antonio Delgado. So a lot of people were involved in making this and making this a successful graphic novel. Um, I will warn everyone who decides that they want to delve into this. 
definitely get the backstory before opening the last ronin because the last ronin is very very dark and is essentially not to you know be a spoiler but it is essentially end the end of the teenage mutant ninja turtles as we know them i know that's a very scary and sad construct and it is um it made me kind of cry when i reached the end of it because these are things that i grew up with and everything like that you do have some well you have at least one old character in here which is that of april o'neill you do not see other characters um except in like flashbacks in here so the context of the last ronin is there is one ninja turtle left unfortunately there was a war before or a rebellion before and they all fought in it and there's only one of them left splinter is gone three of the turtles is gone um what is his name i i don't know why i lost his name for a second i keep wanting to say johnny but that's not it um april's husband is gone casey casey jones that's why i was thinking johnny casey jones he's gone um this has nothing to do with the old villains it is a completely new villain who has essentially taken over new york um known as hold on i'm gonna find it here i did not write any of this one down this time guys i decided that i wanted this to be very much impromptu um very personal between you and me so it's is kind of unprofessional but at the same time kind of fun so just roll with it with me okay if this isn't something that we want to do uh later we won't do it again uh akuriko hiroto um <clears throat> which i believe he's like the great grandson of the shredder but he's essentially causing chaos in new york new york as we know it or have known it in the real life and in with this series is completely gone it's gone think of post-apocalyptic new york essentially where there is now renegades living underground which consists of our ninja turtle and our friend april april jones now instead of april o'neill april o'neill is like in her 40s and 50s and there is a daughter that is involved and she's part of the rebellion and at the end of this i'm pretty sure they take out the bad guy but it ends up with the death of our ninja turtle hero or anti-hero if you will now <clears throat> i'm gonna kind of leave you guessing on who this who this ninja turtle is and the reason why is because when i first started reading it i had my thought process of who it was based off of the personalities that i grew up knowing of the ninja turtles of leonardo Raphael, michelangelo and donatello i know the last two i did in the wrong order leonardo being the oldest and the ringleader um very much the meditative think first before acting you have Raphael, who's the hothead ready to go rough and tumble um second eldest and has a chip on his shoulder because of that <clears throat> you have donatello who is the brainiac who will create all the new inventions um as well as will give you the statistics and the math of any type of situation and then you have michelangelo who is the youngest and the slap happy you know jokester uh tries to be a ladies man kind of character uh of the four ninja turtles and of course you had master splinter who was their father who was a rat um very you know seance type because you know samurai 
And I say samurai even knowing that they're ninjas, but ninjas were a subsect of the samurai, if I remember my history correctly. Um, I don't do Japanese history, but my uh, boyfriend has done a lot with that. So he has, he has educated me on a few things <laughs> uh, as the history major that he is. Now, like I said, this is pretty dark. There is pretty dark, and like I said, it... It, I will say it ends with the last of the Ninja Turtles ending. However, opens the door for the possibility of a new generation. Um, it's, it's sad, guys. I will let you know that. It's sad. It kind of ripped my heart out. Reading it and reading everything that had happened. And why this character is the way he is now. And the old version of him is completely gone. It has been completely stripped from him due to the tragedies, the fights, the wars that he has had to essentially fight to save New York, to try to protect New York, and to avenge his family. And it's... It's rough. It is. Um, like I said, I grew up with these guys. I grew up with them as the slap-happy as the you know fun movies that i still watch i still watch the original teenage mutant ninja turtles movie um i watch the secret of the ooze i watch the one where they go back in time to japan uh the tmnt animated movie that came out in 2007 the newer ones that had come out i like the older cartoons the newer cartoons scare me and make me kind of go ew um, <laughs> I have read fan fictions. I have read that's this was at one point in time in my childhood, my obsession. I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, my favorite was always Raphael because I thought he was cool. Um, I thought he was, you know, the perfect hothead. I love the fact that he's Psy. Um, if you don't know what Psy are, they're essentially like a three prong type of weapon that looks like a small trident but they're for close range battle as opposed to long range like a katana or a bow staff um therefore up and close personal range uh not much different than nunchucks or um daggers and stuff like that because that's essentially what they are they're like a three-pronged dagger if you will uh they're dangerous they're pointy and they're scary um but i also thought they were like the coolest thing to have i like close weaponry um the this this is a dark graphic novel I won't try to sugarcoat it, but it's really good. And I like the art art that's in it. Like I said, the art, the art itself shows the theme of the story color scheme. It shows how dark it is. They use more of your darker, subtle tones. They use, um, a green that's more of a darker shade as opposed to a lighter shade. They have a lot of shadowing that, you know, shows that this is, this is not a, slapstick happy-go-lucky type of novel it's it's a dark novel there's there's darkness in this um but i absolutely love it this was actually a birthday gift to me um from my boyfriend because he knows how much i loved the ninja turtles i don't think he was prepared for me to be so sad after reading it but eh, we live and we learn it is wonderful and i want to see if they will actually continue it like they kind of set it up to be continued i'm gonna actually go back and i'm gonna see if i can find the graphic number before this if there is one uh or go through the comics and see if i can find the build up to this because this was amazing and as sad as it made me and how dark it really is because i see my childhood and i see it literally come to an end with this book with this graphic novel and 
we don't like seeing our childhood come to an end. We don't. We love to see it come back to life in different things that, you know, media and uh, entertainment tries to bring out. But this, this was truly the end. And I think this would be a really cool movie that they could make. Dark as anything, but I think it could be really, really cool. Um, so I hope different producers and directors take a look around when it comes to Ninja Turtles stuff that they want to try to reboot um, and find I would really like to see them go back to the source material source material is where it's at and that's where you're going to get the most of everything and I feel like our directors, producers and writers, the fact that they like to go away from source material is what makes people hate them when they try to create a franchise or create a visual of a franchise that has been loved for so long. I mean, just look at The Witcher. Witcher was great. They took out Henry Cavill because he wanted to stick with the source material and they didn't like the fact that he wanted to. So, and anytime you go away from the source material, your ratings go down and your movies or shows start going belly side up because you, you went away from it. You lost, you lost it. So, um, thank you for listening. I know this wasn't our normal type of podcast and I know it's been a minute, but I'm going, I'm going to try guys. I have some new stuff. Uh, I know I keep saying that I always say new stuff and then I don't actually read the new stuff. I read the older stuff and then bring in the new stuff. Um, but I have the full trilogy now of Odin's child, those are going to take me a bit because they're probably about 700 pages each. Um, Siri Patterson has actually created another trilogy that I don't know if it necessarily goes with Odin's Child, but it's called Iron Wolf. And it's going to be another trilogy that's also of Nordic um, storyline and themes, which I'm excited for. <coughs> have some other ones. I have some more Warhammer stuff that I can't wait to get into. Um which I don't know if I've actually shared any of my Warhammer with you. That might be the next one because I have read um, Zenos, which was actually pretty good. It was kind of hard to understand, but it was still pretty good. So you guys have a fantastic day. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. I hope you enjoy Easter, which is coming up. For those who do celebrate Easter or a star or I don't know all of the religions that are formed around Easter. I know some of the pagan and everything. Either way, enjoy your celebrations whatever your faith may be. Um, and I hope this brings you on to your next adventure. Have a good one, guys.